So in order to open our hearts to that abundant goodness that the Lord desires to give, again, I just encourage you, take some time with these two questions. What if I lived living the statement, God does not exist? And then, what if I lived truly believing and living the statement, God exists? I'm Sister Fiat Marie. I'm a school sister of Christ the King in Lincoln, Nebraska. Our mission, the reason we exist, is to witness to the joy of Jesus' reign, of living in his kingdom. We are made for communion. Our anatomy, our bodies, give it away. Um, What makes us men or women and how that interconnects with each other. Um, How essential touches at the beginning of our lives. Uh, The fact that our bodies respond to a hug or a pat on the back or if that relationship isn't don't have not having a secure relationship like even how a weighted blanket affects us sometimes um someone smiling at us can change our mood we're made to be open to things outside of us and i think in general there's a pretty visible ache for communion nowadays Um, Whether it's because there's a war going on in part of the world or because of political divisions that show the lack of communion. Um, There's an ache for communion in families that are hurting and divided. Um, I feel it, and I'm sure you do, and just sometimes in relationships that division or disagreement of opinion happens and you ache for communion to be there. Um, Between faiths, there's lack of communion and an an ache that there would be unity there. And then, um, maybe in a more joyful way, we can witness the children that we have in our lives that there's an ache for communion, for receiving communion, the Eucharist, and the second graders we know. It's not a coincidence that we call the reception of the Eucharist communion. It is the essential communion that we long for. Essential meaning, yes, important, but also deep. That it's the deepest uh, meaning of the word communion. Because all is moving toward communion with God to fulfillment in him that's what the world is moving toward that's the christian view of history of the world as we see it now and boldly we say that it's the true way to look at history that all is moving toward communion with god and ultimately to being fulfilled in him and so we call reception of the eucharist communion Um, and so what I want to say is that I think to understand the mass is really to understand ourselves and our lives. 
because we're made for communion. So this is what I mean. Um, think of the mass and we take creation. So these elements from creation, there's like a seed and dirt and water. And then either this wheat grows or these grapes grow. And humans, we take these things from creation and we elevate them to toward our nature. We process them and do something with them. And so that then we have this bread and wine at the mass. So we take what was raw creation and we elevate it up to our nature. So in some way, we, we have communion with creation and we use it to worship God. Um, but then that's where our work stops. We can make the bread and the wine. We can't really take it past that. Then God takes our humanity, takes the work of human hands, and he elevates it to the divine, to himself, beyond our nature, to his body and blood. This is the work of the Mass, to bring communion between all creation and God, that we take creation, which is a gift to us, and it rises to his nature. This is the mass, but it's also our lives. Um, we do things, we work, we play, and in all of these things, we're often elevating creation um, through our gifts and through our work. Um, yeah, creation is a gift to us. And we're, we use this gift to elevate it as far as we can to bring fulfillment and happiness to ourselves and to others. But there's a point when we can't elevate it any further. We've reached the limit of our nature. And here's where God longs to enter in, to elevate beyond our nature to his, to, to real fulfillment. And every moment we see it like explicitly in the mass, it's highlighted and it's, and it's maybe like the most um, explicit moment that we can see. But in every moment, he's faithfully building his kingdom where all's going to be fulfilled and there'll be abundant fulfillment and joy in him. So I really think the Mass teaches us how to live our lives, how to be open to communion with God, where he elevates us to the divine. Recently, when I was teaching, um, the, the children I was, were teaching, they were just, they were in awe at kind of the oddness of the words of like, we eat him, we receive the Eucharist and we eat him. And they, they were being respectful, but acknowledging that it sounds odd. And I was like, yeah, it does sound odd. The fact that Jesus becomes something that we can eat. Yet at mass, that kind of oddity is the source of his coming the closest to us, that he comes into us and is that close to us. And it made me think how true that is in my life too, that there's these 
odd things that happen or sometimes painful. And it seems odd that God would allow this. But often that's where he comes the closest to me uh, when I can receive him there. I think the invitation that I'd like to give in, in view of this reality that the Mass is essential for fulfilling our need for communion and it teaches us how to live our lives and how to be open to coming into communion with God, I think the invitation for us here is to never stop learning about the Mass. Um, you can study study it kind of academically, academically uh, praying with it. It might even come in the form of questions of like, why do we do what we do? When the rubrics are followed at the Mass, there's very little. Maybe there's nothing that's done that's kind of like, eh, just because. Um, I don't say this to create distrust, but priests and sisters... Uh, can be wrong. I've experienced it where there's been like a question of why do we do this? And it's like, I don't know, just because um, it's worth looking deeper into. Um, I think some really good resources I've found are like Bishop Robert Barron, uh, the fathers of the church. And there's authors that kind of can interpret it a little bit for you. Um, Father Mike Schmidt seems to be a good one that people get a lot from. Sister Miriam Jane's Salt Sister. Um, documents from the church. All of these are ways that we can keep uh, learning about the Mass. Because the Mass is a, a witness to the reality of how to live our lives in communion with God, of how to let Him take creation and our humanity and elevate it to the divine. Just a couple quick examples of things that I've learned about the Mass that then were just beautiful witnesses to me in my life. One was the moment when the host is broken. It happens when we're, usually when we're praying, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Father breaks the host, and he breaks up a small piece of the host, and he drops it into the chalice. So at this point, it is the body and blood of Christ. He has said the words of consecration. Um, to our eyes, you know, we look at that, we see a host and the chalice. So it's like we see body and blood separated. And that is a good symbol of death. So we are aware that Jesus has died for us. And then what usually doesn't happen in creation, the body and blood are reunited, right? And a symbol of the resurrection. And it kind of struck me once that, like, just, just like that little piece of the host dropped into the whole chalice, still like a symbol of the resurrection. And I was kind of going through a time where it was like, I feel like the life is being sucked out of me. I feel pretty dead. And then kind of in a small way on a, just like a quiet moment, um, Jesus just entered in a little bit. And it was kind of from there that kind of the darkness was lifted. And I often connect that with that part of the Mass where it's just like the smallest bit of the resurrection is so powerful to wipe out 
death to conquer death. The other part of the mass that comes to my mind is the sign of peace. Um, honestly, I I think I um, was kind of judgmental about it, especially like, I don't know, being like a college kid and knowing everything um, that I was often like, especially if it would get like be at a parish where it was like long. I was like, okay, wrap it up, people. Stop saying hi to your neighbor. Let's get on with the mass. Jesus is right there on the altar. Let's go. But that piece is so essential. We need other people to offer us the peace of Jesus. We offer the sign of peace at that particular moment at the mass when Jesus is present on the altar because the peace and the unity between us doesn't come from our doing, but it's the peace of Jesus that's, that unites us. And this brings me to a story of, there was a time with a sister that I know really well, and I just told a dumb joke. And and afterward, I knew it like was on something that could be really offensive to her, just based on, you know, whatever stories that I knew of her. And I just was feeling really bad. Like I was kind of, I was really worried that she was pretty offended and hurt and I couldn't apologize right away. So eventually I was able to apologize. And I said, I'm sorry, sister. I, I know that that didn't sound good. And she kind of didn't really interrupt, but she stopped and she said, um, I presumed you didn't mean it that way, but I do appreciate you saying you're sorry. And I was overwhelmed with the realization that she presumed the best of me. And I was overwhelmed with the knowledge of, I need other people's mercy. And it felt, I felt such relief to receive that mercy and that peace of Jesus from her. So that, that part of the mass is a witness to how much we need Jesus's peace to come to us through the people around us. Those are two just kind of brief examples of things I've learned about the Mass uh, that have been a witness to me of the Mass helping me know how to live my life. And the Mass is rich in these realities. Um, So hopefully those little examples kind of help give an insight into what I'm trying to say about the Mass being a source of wisdom and being a source of grace to receive God taking creation and taking our humanity and elevating it to himself, to his nature. The Mass matches our ache for communion. Communion with creation and with others as all is elevated to God. We need the work of the Mass to know who we are and how to live our lives. It's rich, the mass is rich. I've told children that many times, but they'll be convinced of it by our witness to entering into the abundant treasure of the mass of communion. Mm